Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, now listen, this is going to be a very exciting hour because, you know, it is the countdown to the holiday that is Christmas. Gifts for gardeners and more. And Doug's got some great stuff to plug you into, and he always does when it comes to DougOster.com. But this is something we do every year, and it's Randy and Company at Sorgles in Wexford. I'm going to bring Doug on early. This is his crew, so I'm going to give him the spotlight to give them much-deserved props for what they do each and every year when it comes to their gift certificate giveaway. Doug, good morning. Good morning. And, Rob, I won't see you before Christmas, so Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to all the listeners, because Sorgles is giving away today a $100 gift certificate, which is pretty awesome. What's the number, Rob? That number is 412. I got so excited I almost forgot it. (laughs) 412-922-1020-412. Nine two two ten twenty. One week only, one hundred dollar gift certificate from Sorgles, and that'll buy you a whole lot of goodness, right? Yeah, and that is a, such a great place. And R- R- Randy has just been a friend for so long. Uh, very much uh, appreciate him supporting the show, but more so just being a good friend. Uh, whenever I go to Sorgles, I track him down. He's always, you know, running around working and out in the field or, or back in the office or in the greenhouse. And it, we always have a wonderful time together when we sit and talk about gardening, about the, you know, in general, the the gardening center business and, and how it changes and how it's been such a uh, amazing year uh, of, or two years of, of gardening. You know, people have really Embrace gardening as a way to uh, have some social distance and to uh, enjoy, you know, what we do, enjoy growing things. And, uh, you know, I'm starting my favorite, my favorite winter indoor planting project. I started yesterday. Yesterday was a, a, you know, a great day for somebody like me who is growing things still outdoors and still planting outdoors. I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But, uh, you know, I've got all those cool weather crops out there and with all that warm temperatures and rain everything that was protected with plastic all that those lids got open plastic open so that we get some rain on there before it gets really cold but indoors my winter planting project is all about microgreens and it's something that anybody can do it's also a wonderful project for kids and grandkids and all it is is getting some kind of container together putting some planting mix in there that's moistened and then sprinkling the certain types of seeds in there, getting them to sprout, and you're eating them as just little sprouts, uh, you know, two days old, maybe a week old. My favorite thing to do is radishes, uh, but there's lots of different things you can plant in there. Now, there's there's two different types of seed sprouting. 
a lot of people do sprouts in water. And when you sprout that way, you need to use special seed. It's, it's what they call food-grade seed. But when you're doing it in soil, you can use just your leftover garden seeds, and that's the way I love to do it. Uh, you know, red, radish, lettuce, uh, beans, you know, just bean sprouts, uh, sunflowers, peas, basil, other herbs. Uh, you know, I, I grow a lot of this stuff, mustard greens and mizuna. I like the spicy greens, but those little ones are great. Anything from the coal crop family, like cabbage or broccoli or kale, Swiss chard, beets, little onions, much, much more. You know, it, it, it's 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 a way to garden uh, if you're not gardening outside and get this fresh flavor. Uh, for me, with the radishes, you know, when those sprout up and get two, three, four days old, I can pull the whole plant, rinse it off, and just throw it in a salad or throw it on a sandwich, and you get that. That spicy, you know, green, uh, that, that fresh flavor. There's nothing fresher. Nothing can compare to that freshness. And with something that's so easy, and plus it keeps us busy for the winter. You know, I've got two, I've got these like special microgreen gr- gr- growers that um, I got years ago that fit on the windowsill, but any any kind of pot would work. Uh, and so I got two of them, so I'll plant one, and then a few days later I'll plant another, and I'll go back and forth. It's just it's just fun and easy. There's no there's no real work to it, and you don't need special lighting because they're only getting so big. You can c- continue to use the same soil for probably most of the winter. You know, I only got probably half inch of of planting mix in there, but I, I you know I redid it yesterday. You know, in between uh, putting up more Christmas lights and writing a story, you know, it's, it's so funny. I'm just I'm I'm just ready to get into the. <laughs> into the greenhouse and fill up these containers. Like, could you string some more? How about stringing some lights in the greenhouse? I'm like, yeah, that's, that'll be cool. That'll look good. And as I said, you know, I was, I was still planting outside yesterday, still planting bulbs. I'm it's so lucky that, uh, you know, the ground hasn't frozen solid yet. I've, You know, again, it's so busy. I'll tell you about some of the other projects I'm working on. But I found these bulbs. I love this place. It's called um, Old House Gardens. And I've I've ordered from them from a long time. Now I buy hundreds of bulbs locally. You know, it's always easiest to go to your local nursery and get the bulbs there. And, and there are some nurseries still have bulbs left, and they're they're cheap. But there's special things sometimes that I order online. And listen to this these these plants that I put in yesterday, in like two minutes. You know, I again I, I had all this stuff to do. Like I got to run out, and I got I knew right where I wanted to put them. There's a this daffodil. The name is Albus plenus odoratus, and the odoratus part, if I'm saying that right, is from 1601. But that means fragrant. It is a fragrant double pheasant eye daffodil from the 1600s. Uh, type of crocus. They just call them Tommies. It has a real long name. I don't know how to pronounce it. We just call them Tommies. They're smaller crocuses than your normal crocuses this one's from 1847 that's the year that rob graduated high school actually and it's rated most rodent resistant that's a problem with crocuses you know when i'm planting crocuses i've usually soak them in uh, deer repellent but for these tommies i didn't and this old-fashioned crocus it like self-sows after it gets going like wildflowers and and keeps spreading uh, I, I planted some winter aconite. Uh, that was from 1578. It's just so cool that all these old things are still available. Winter aconite is one of the first things to bloom. It has these 
yellow flowers, and I've always wanted it. I grow something called snowdrops, which are very early. It could be could be January 15th on a year like this. Uh, but the winter aconite could even be sooner. It's it's a fir- one of the first things to bloom, which is so much fun to extend the season. And then a lily, it's called Corsage from 1961. And listen to the <laughs> explanation of what it is. A luminous blend of ivory, lemon, and pink that's delicately edged and spotted with maroon. <laughs> you know, the part of planting bulbs is the anticipation. The ex- I can't wait. Till till next summer, when I see that lily bloom, or in the w- late winter when I see the winter aconite bloom, I I got a video at uh, my website at dougoster.com that shows how I plant these bulbs and, and using that bulb auger, how easy it is, and the website has a couple new features. You can now send a photo with your question, which is very helpful because before you have to send your message and say I don't know how to send a, a, a picture, and then I send you a message back. And then I've also added something there where I'm offering garden consults. It's the first time I've done this, and I'll actually come to your garden, make a plan with you. Uh, that will be fun. And so it's been uh, it's been a great start to the winter as far as gardening is concerned. Uh, just just being so mellow. I do have a good story about the deer, though, so we'll get to that after the break, Rob. All right, sounds good. Again, if you have a question for Doug, 866-391-1020. And coming up, a whole lot more. Please stay where you're at, including that Janoski's gift certificate giveaway within 20 minutes here at KDKA. All right, he's going to tell you that story about deer, but before he gets to that, he wants to remind you about this opportunity to sign up for his upcoming trip to England and Holland, and then we're going to try to sneak a couple of calls in here. So first the trip and then the deer, Doug. Yeah, real quick. I, I thought we'd be done with this trip by now, but I got a couple seats left. Uh, if you're interested in traveling in May, uh, I'm going to England for the Chelsea Flower Show, and then from there to Holland for a thing called Floriad, which only happens every decade. That's definitely been on my bucket list. All the information is at DougOster.com. Take a look. I don't want to spend too much time on it because I've talked about it a lot, but there's lots of cool garden stuff that we're seeing in both London and in Amsterdam, uh, both cool, cool cities. And so, yeah, oh, man, the deer. So, uh, you know, it's another year of very brazen, probably 10 deer in a herd. And they're, you know, they're, they're just, they're fearless. And But I, I have this mountain laurel growing out, and I'm going to do a little video on this, growing out on its own. And in the past, I have pounded some tomato steaks around it put some deer netting around it and so i got blooms but in the last couple years i didn't do that the deer weren't interested in it mountain laurel is technically poisonous to deer Uh, but when you have young deer they don't know the difference it tastes pretty good it must taste pretty good because those nine deer took about 90 percent of both shrubs now the shrub will come back but I'm only going to have a few blooms. And so for right now, until probably today, I'm, I'm spraying, but then I've got to get that uh, <laughs> that deer netting up. But, oh, that is the worst feeling to go to walk out in your garden and see a shrub defoliated, and especially one that they shouldn't eat. This is the thing when we're always talking about deer-resistant plants, uh, it, you know, you never know, uh, you know, and there's, I saw a couple other little plants around that, that the deer never touched before that a young one is, is biting a leaf off and then realizing like, Oh, 
That is awful. And then they don't go after it. The same thing with this mountain laurel. It looks like they were all standing around it, and one started nibbling, and the next one started nibbling, and then they, they get to a certain point, and they're like, I don't feel so good, and stop, and don't come back for it. Uh, but the damage is done. The buds especially are gone. The buds, I would assume, are, are tasty, but, you know, they're g- making the the deer feel <laughs> feel sick. So, uh, yeah, I've got a little video I'm putting together with that. Just, the, you know, uh, every gardener who deals with deer, you know, if you forget to spray or if you you don't put up that fencing you, or you let your – that's what the case I did. I let my guard down. You know, I'm like, okay, well, they haven't touched it in a couple of years. Maybe it won't be so bad. And, and every year is a little different as far as how big the herd is, how brazen the herd is, uh, you know, who's leading the herd as to showing them what to eat. So, uh, you know, it's, it's never a dull moment, that's for sure. Um, you know, I want to talk real quick, and we've, we've covered this in the last couple of weeks, but if you're in crunch time and you need a Christmas gift for a gardener, I'm telling you, the the gift certificate from one of our local nurseries is 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 perfect. I know it's not a personal gift, but it lets the gardener get what they want to get. Uh, after that, you know, a, a nice uh, the other thing I really like to get is when somebody that knows you gives you seeds that they would love to see you grow out for them. And so that's family and friends. And you know, that's how I started growing beets. Uh, for my wife and that's how I fell in love with beets uh, but you know a nice packet a 10 packet of seeds go get some seeds that you like or that you know your gardener likes uh, also uh, pruners you, you can never have enough pruners you know I've got a pruner out in a tool area in the garden I've got one right on the uh, win- windowsill inside in the kitchen right before I go out to the garden uh, you're always looking for your pruners, and so a really good pair of pruners uh, will always go a long way. Uh, I, I, whenever you're buying a garden tool, just spend what you can. You want that garden tool to last for generations. Uh, I often talk about how I use my grandparents' tools, and since I'm on to my grandparents' tools, if you've got old tools, Keeping them sharp and keeping those wooden handles supple will go a long way to making them last. I never thought about like a sharp shovel or a sharp hoe. You know, certainly I knew about sharp pruners. That, that's you know obvious when you start working. You're like, oh boy, this thing is not cutting like it used to. But all these tools are, are first the metal parts are easy to sharpen. You can either use a file. Go to your local hardware store. Uh, you can use a file that I use a tool called AccuSharp, and uh, it's for anything with uh, uh, like a shovel, a, a hoe, that sort of thing. For your bypass pruners, which means the blade bypass, the cutting blade bypasses another blade, you use that that sharpening file. And then for the metal parts, like for the shovels and the, the trowels and stuff like that, just a thin coating of the metal of just standard motor oil just very thin stops it from rust rusting and then if you've got old tools with wooden handles uh boiled linseed oil just rub it on there you know this this is a great time of the year to do that get those tools ready they'll be ready to go in the spring and it just it soaks in that boiled linseed oil and keeps that handle uh supple and you know for those old tools all the old tools that i have from the 1930s believe it or not 
those handles are made out of ash. Uh, there's no more ash <laughs> because of the emerald ash borer, at least in our area. And so ash is getting hard to find, and that good ash, is that the reason they use that wood was because it is, you know, hard. It's, it's just a hard, sturdy wood, and it's great for those handles. And it's just, you know, it's nice to keep that sort of thing going, those older tools. Uh, and as I said, when you're buying tools for your favorite gardener, you know, look at tools that you think will last for generations. All right, Rob, how are we doing on time? We're going to get, get to a break here, and uh, then we'll come back. We're getting some calls in now, so we have a few lines available. If you have a question for Doug, uh, you can call right now at 866-391-1020. And by the way, when he does the video with the deer, he was talking about that story. If you're having a hard time seeing it, let him know, and he'll adjust the uh, the antlers, won't you, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, those deer. They, you know, they speak highly day, of you. I, every day I talk to somebody about how to deal with the deer, and uh, it, it, it's just such a pain. And we want everyone to know these are not Santa's reindeer, so we just want no, people. no, no. These are these are your these are like the uh, the bullies of the garden. Yeah, <laughs> they're not the they're not the friendly, uh, glowing red nose uh, through the through the snow. These are these are like a gang of kids. <laughs> ravaging the garden well the last time rudolph flew over doug's house he tried to plant the bulb so ladies and gentlemen <laughs> what we're going to do is take a quick break and we'll come back we got dan in penn hills Susie in pittsburgh we'd love to hear from you and we've got that janowski's gift certificate to give away as well it's the organic gardener katie k uh see a point said is no one does it better than janowski's farm they're there all winter long eight until 7 p.m and yes we're going to give you a 25 dollars gift certificate right now if you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, looking for the 10th caller, 412-922-1020. This is the Organic Gardener, Doug Oster, DougOster.com. And let's say hello to Susie in Pittsburgh. Hi, Susie. Oh, hi, Rob. Um, you know, it was kind of surreal when Mr. Osher was talking about how deer are very particular about what they eat because, like, two or three times a year, my family would go to the cemetery in Lawrenceville. So I told my one brother, Champ, I said, look, Call the the you know a veterinary place and places like that, like the the you know guard, gardening people to find out what plants they don't like. Because when we went the next time, there was nothing but stems. <laughs> so <laughs> my suggestion and what I've been doing as far as trying to grow healthy foods and herbs and spices is I'm using a product I know you're aware of called Miracle Grow. Does that if the dots on in the market, or should it, is there another one that would give me even more? You know, we'll say bang for my buck. Yeah, you know, uh, the only downside to Miracle Grow, uh, you know, since we're talking from the uh, organic garden uh, perspective, is that there are some salts in there, and they can negatively affect things that are underneath the ground. That that's the whole organic thing is we're trying to make everything that's under the ground help us garden. And so when we do add those salts, we're killing some stuff under the ground. Uh, there's many, many different really good organic liquid fertilizers that you could use uh, for your herbs and such that would be safer and would give you more bang for your buck. The, there's one that, that I really love, and it's, it's called Dramatic. So it's D-R-A-M-M-A-T, Dramatic. TIC. So it's from a company called DRAM, which is D-R-A-M-M. And there are two places that carry it, uh, Han Nursery in the north and Chapin's Greenhouse in the south. 
But if you can't get to those two places, there are all sorts of other uh, organic liquid fertilizers, and they're usually sold as a concentrate, which is the way I like to do it. Again, you get more bang for your buck that way. So you're, just, you're mixing it up yourself uh, in the same way that you would the, the miracle grow. Uh, you know, a couple tablespoons per gallon of water. And then when you do uh, fertilize those plants, you're not negatively affected anything underneath. Any, any, from you know, We're talking about things from the size of microbes all the way up to earthworms that could be negatively affected by uh, high salts. And so when you're using these, and they're basically fish-based or kelp-based, and so really, really safe for, for us and for anything underneath. And it makes things grow like crazy. That dramatic, anybody that I've turned on to that dramatic, I, I get an email saying, Oh, it seemed to work overnight. That's how it works, and I, I just love that stuff. So good luck with that, and um, <laughs> I feel your pain about the deer. All right, let's keep going. Here is Dan in Penn Hills. Dan, how you doing? Uh, good morning. Merry Christmas. I went back. I made a donation to the Arbor Foundation, and yesterday I got a bunch of little trees in the mail, and I have no place to plant them. Uh, I don't know what to do with them. So in this case, boy, that is the wrong time to ship trees. Uh, I can't believe that they sent you trees this time of the year. But since we do have kind of a mild start to the winter, I think the best thing to do would be to probably put those into pots if you if you can do that. Like how many trees are we talking about and how big are they? We're talking about little itty-bitty saplings, right? Yeah, they're only, the tallest ones are about two feet high, and the pines are only about a foot high. They're, they're not going to make it inside. That's that's the thing, you know, and they are dormant right now. So they should be sunk in the ground somehow, some way, whether it's planting them in a protected spot and then, you know, surrounding them with something like a, a bale of straw or something like that, some kind of protected area, or you plant each of those little trees in a pot and then you sink the pot in the ground and then give it some kind of protection and then you just got to cross your fingers and then whatever sprouts out in the spring, you can transplant to the the right location. But okay. that, you know, that's just a, a, a the wrong time to ship them. But that what's done is done, and so we've got to we've got to do our best and to keep those alive. And you'll never be able to keep them alive and keep them happy indoors. They're in that dormancy. They need that cold. But on the other side, we don't want them to, you know, it's going to get real cold here sometime, January, February, whatever it is. If we can get them into the ground now, just in a place, a temporary place, what we call it, often call it a nursery bed. You've got some place that you can put them. And then, as I said, you know, close to the house would be protection, uh, uh, close to a, a, a evergreen shrub, and then, like I said, with a bale of straw around it, some way to, to so it's not just taking the entire brunt of the wind and the cold of winter. If you can find a spot like that, that's where they're going to be happy. All right. All right. Eight six six three nine one ten twenty. Still plant garlic. Yeah, you know when you came out of that Janoski's, uh, giving away that Janoski's uh, gift certificate, they still have their good. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful garlic. It's a variety called Music, and I know it seems crazy to be talking about planting something in December, but the ground has not frozen solid. And if you were interested in growing garlic, 
that's where you can get it cheap. It, it, you're buying it as a food, but we know that they grew it there. We know that it's hardy, and that's everything I've planted this year. <laughs> came from Janoski's, that music variety, and boy, it's just a, a big, uh, big head. They just look great, uh, and you know, it's, it's one exit past the airport. Uh, take a trip and, and head out there, and not only, you know, whenever I go there to get like a specific thing, like garlic, the last time I went there, I didn't even tell them I'm coming, and I'm sitting on the front porch of the uh, uh, Mike's office, and he just drives up with his truck, and I'm like, howdy, neighbor. He goes, I bet you're here for more garlic, right? I said, you got it, brother. Uh, you know, but then I'm, I'm just going through uh, and getting produce there. It's it just it's still, again, they still have local produce in December and good stuff uh, and at great prices. So, yeah, get, get some garlic in the ground. Uh, it's not too late. Get some bulbs in the ground. It's, it's not too late. Uh, any other callers, Rob? Because i got a couple other things I want to talk about. Why don't you take care of that? Because we just have about a minute and a half to the break, then we'll get to the callers after the break. I want to tell you about a couple projects I'm working on, and as as gardeners, I, I, I think you'll like it. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing a, a project for Farm to Table of Western Pennsylvania, and if you see any of my social media, you, you've been able to follow along. But we are going to these different Allegheny County Housing Authority high-rises uh, for senior citizens, and we're delivering herbs, uh, Christmas treats, and in some cases, uh, the last time we did, we had all these ornaments someone uh, donated. And I'm telling you what, it has been a blast. And that's the part of gardening, you know. If you're, you know, when you're the garden guy, like like any of the listeners, where you're either the the expert in the neighborhood or at work, you're always sharing your. Uh, expertise with people and that's kind of what i'm doing here is 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 trying to share what what i have and 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 there is no better feeling than than seeing somebody when you they walk in the door they don't even know you're going to be there and just like would you like a basil plant and they're just like when they smell that basil it's just like yeah yeah i'd love it so we got one more day where we're going to be doing that uh tomorrow uh, and it's just it's so rewarding and this is what we can do as gardeners even the that smallest token is appreciated it just, it just feels good and then i've got another project that uh, our friend andy anrime uh from ev true value called me last week and he is doing this big uh re- rehab on the south park theater and there's a little garden there and they want to have the grand opening of this renovation in mid-april and i said oh man and he goes i want you to come down take a look at the garden uh, there's somebody that that is a steward of the garden you guys meet and figure out what needs to be done there i said well right away since we're in this weather we've got to plant some daffodils right away and i've got lots of daffodils courtesy of sorghums uh that i'm going to put in there and i'm going to do that this week and it again as gardeners, this is the kind of stuff that we are doing. You know, I know you're doing it, and and it's it's one of the fun things of being a gardener is just is is sharing. Uh, you know, whether it's plants, seeds, knowledge, whatever it is, that that's just one of the wonderful things about being a gardener, Rob. And ladies and gentlemen, we are coming back with your phone calls in just a couple of moments. So. I hope you'll stay wherever you're at. This is the Organic Gardener, DougOster.com, to always plug into what Doug is doing throughout the week. And each and every week he is here from 7 until 8 a.m. Coming up next, our main course. That's right, holiday time, dinner time, on your dinner table, the Coons Cooking Hour. And joining us now is Michelle from Economy Borough. Michelle, welcome to KDK. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm like you, Doug. We're all about the bargains here. 
Um, we bought some small, like, one-and-a-half-foot arbs that they're using as, like, Christmas decorations from a big box store at a really good price. We were wondering if we could uh, um, plant them all together in one container and keep them in an unheated shed and then over winter and then plant them in the spring. Will they live like that? I think they'd be happier uh, out of the shed. Uh just because of the of the light. And so arborvitaes, is that what we're talking about? Arborvitaes, and then I'm going to get um, Alberta spruce are going on sale next. <laughs> yeah, I would be tempted to do what we call this this healing in, something that we, we talked about uh, earlier today, where even if it's just, is it, are they in containers? I assume they're in containers. They're in small little containers. We wanted to put them in. I have, like, large flat containers that I do um potting in, you know, just to, to uh-huh. pot up other pots. We were going to fill that with potting soil. I have a garden shed that has a lot of light. It has like, you oh, know. Oh, as, as, as long as it has light, you'll be good. And they'll be, okay. they'll, be, they'll be protected in there. Yeah, that'd be a great place to overwinter them. My only concern was the lighting. Yeah, put, no, put them in there. No, they get sun from, you know, the back there, so they will get light. I'm trying it with there. one box wood that I kept out, one <laughs> little round box wood that I was trying to do, but I didn't know if we should invest in this. It seems like such a good deal, and you know they grow pretty fast, even when they're small. So and and they're both they're both or all three are tough as nails. Uh, the one thing you have to watch is is the watering be, before they freeze. Just be sure they have the water they need, not soaked, but just be sure that when you stick your finger down into that pot, that there's some moisture in there. And maybe once a month, take a look at them. You know, pick up the pot, see, oh, that's real light. It needs a little bit of water, but you you don't want to drown them. Uh, but I think they'll be fine, and you know me, I'm I'm on board with a, a deal. That is awesome. Uh, I would do the same thing. Uh, I would be afraid to plant them outside at this point, to tell you the truth, because I don't know when it's going to get super cold. So I think in that little sunny garden shed will be perfect for them. And then we get to April, you know, when the ground can be worked. Uh, get them out into their permanent location, and I think you'll be good to go. All right, Doug, got about a minute and a half, so it's all yours, bud. Well, uh, there's a couple things that you can be growing inside uh, that are traditional holiday plants that I just I love doing, and it's it's paper whites and amaryllis. Now, for the paper whites, they're little white daffodils, indoor daffodils, and they have a very heavy fragrance, and so not everybody loves them, but I just love them. You, you know, I I can't get enough of it. Not everybody in the household agrees. <laughs> But they're super easy. Same with the amaryllis. They're just you're buying an indoor bulb. A lot of times they're already potted up, but I like to, you know, again being the cheapskate, I like just to buy the bulb and then pot them up and give them a little water, and they're good to go. But then getting them to flower again is is the trick. And it used to be, I used to think paper whites you just threw them away afterwards, but no, you do the same thing as an amaryllis. Let them do their blooming. Cut back the, the the flower stem when it's done blooming on both of those, but leave the foliage. Grow it as a house plant all the way through the summer, and then you get to about August and no water, no fertilizer. Let them completely go dormant. The, all those that foliage will turn yellow. The energy from the the foliage will go into the bulb. It sleeps for about six to eight weeks, and then we start again, and hopefully when they come up again, and I've got some paper whites on the windowsill right here that are, are going to bloom again, and that's, that's a good feeling. You're, you're buying it once, 
and you can get it to bloom over and over again. It's just trying to time it uh, for the the holiday is the hard part. All right, Rob, we ready? We are ready, sir. I'm answering questions after the show at DougOster.com. As always, remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.